There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Internet Marketing, episode 77, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Yes, it's time to put your propeller hats on and get your notebooks out because it's another brain dump from Kelvin. This week it's on link building, coming up in Internet Marketing. One of the subjects that's closest um, to my heart as an internet marketer but one that we don't cover all that frequently on the Internet Marketing Podcast, is link building. Now, link building is really important for a number of reasons. First up, and the reason most people do it, is because it helps you do better on Google. So the logic goes that if um, you're able to attract links to your site, it'll be seen as more having a better reputation in the eyes of Google, and therefore, providing you've got all your on-site SEO right, you'll appear more frequently and higher up the rankings. But... It also has all kinds of other benefits to it as well. Um, stuff like PR and reputation. You know, if you believe that being featured in a newspaper offline is good for your business, then there's an argument to believe that being featured in a blog online would be beneficial for you if there's a link there as well. Um, and also all kinds of things like PR, reputation, and the like. Now, a few of you might know I've. Um, been working for a little while on a book um, about link building. Um, it's going by a couple of names. I haven't decided exactly what I'm going to call it, but it's kind of loosely a kind of encyclopedia of link building. And basically, it's a, um, I'm giving some kind of early previews and the like to members of the premium podcast. So if you're interested in you know the premium podcast generally, maybe that'd be a nice little sweetener as well. Um, you can sign up for that at premium.internetmarketingpodcast.org. Um, but I wanted to share with you some of the kind of topics... Um, and some general ideas for link building that might help you come up with some ideas. Um, some of them are quite well known and um, that you might be familiar about, but this will be a good sort of reminder that you can implement them and some are a little bit more um, further from the, you know, what you might expect. So to start with, now everyone or a great deal of companies and individuals have started creating blogs as a way to promote their business. Now, it makes sound sense. Um, WordPress allows you to very easily and quickly, and all the other blogging platforms, um, get up content that will do well with search engines, that will do well with your audience. There's a good chance it might get shared on social sites like Dig, Twitter, and StumbleUpon. Now, this has created an interesting situation whereby 
everyone has the ability to publish, but not everyone has much time to be able to publish. So this presents an opportunity for link building. Now, you might have heard of article syndication, and it works in a similar kind of way, guest posting. But you find um, maybe half a dozen, dozen websites, all of which are covering topics similar to yours. Find them and sign up for their RSS feed. That's the first step. That's the really easy one. And then what you do is take, you know, three or four weeks to read what they're writing about and generally get a gist of what it is that they're talking about. Maybe drop a comment if there's something that you feel that you can add or if there's one that you've particularly enjoyed, try sharing it yourself on websites like Twitter, StumbleUpon and Dig. Now, once you've had a bit of time getting around and getting comfortable with that blog, start to brainstorm some ideas about content that you could write that would be of interest to the audience of that website and blog. Now, at that point, I probably come up with five or six ideas, maybe have one or two that are favourites, but I've kind of got them there on my mind for each of these different blogs. At that point, you contact the, the person behind this website and say, hey, I'm a really big fan um, of yours. Um, here's a couple of posts I've recently enjoyed and actually kind of make some comments about them. So maybe say, oh, I really enjoyed your argument on this, but I disagree about this aspect of it, or that's really good, I'm planning on implementing it, or whatever it is that kind of is relevant to your sector. Then say, I've been working on some ideas to promote my website and wonder whether you might be interested in me guest posting for you. Um, and then give them some of the ideas you're talking about. Now in these guest posts, you don't want to be too cheeky and fill it up with links to your website. You kind of want to keep it fairly usable and sensible and not too spammy or self-promotional. Write something that you genuinely really think that the audience of that blog would love. Um, and then at the end of that post, it's perfectly feasible for there to be a kind of about the author section where you say, hey, I'm not the usual contributor to this blog. I'm someone slightly different. And here's my contact details. And in those contact details, inevitably, you'll have a link to your website if they want to find out more. It might make sense in that link to link to your blog or an area of the site that's more rapidly updated than the homepage. But that's a perfect link. If it's on a topic similar to yours, it's going to have that kind of contextual relevance that does very well. And most bloggers, if you can put together some content that will really go down well with their audience, they'll bite your hand off to do guest posting. But the important one here is not just to spam people and say, can I write for you? It's that first stage that's really important where you take some time to understand their website and then come up with some creative ideas that only you would be able to write, but their audience would still be able to appreciate. Okay, next up is producing printable resources. Now, everyone's all about online at the moment, and that's brilliant. You know, it, For most people, digital and online is a huge step forward for them. But for a lot of complex and complicated ideas, it's still infinitely easier to understand them if you read them from a printable document. Now, I know if I've got a complicated topic to, um, to understand and learn about, I always print the document, even if it's a blog post. Now, this is again somewhere where you can kind of use your creative streak of you and a number of members of your team, put something together that's the kind of content that you would be happy to print out. Now, that might mean it's just a longer format than a blog post, or it might be something different. So it might be an ebook or a white paper or any kind of document, really, a, you know, a printable guide to a conference agenda, a map, anything, really. Because what you'll be surprised about is you could write some content for your website on a blog post, it'll get some attention. But if you put something as valuable or invest as much time in it, but it's a printable resource, i.e. a map, a white paper, an ebook people are far more likely to link to it because that whole process of it being the kind of content that you would print out makes it a much more 
ob- like more of a social object. So people are far more likely to link to something that they think that you've invested that amount of time in as a printable resource. Um, next up, we have uh, using Twitter. Now, Twitter, <laughs> we talk about a lot, and I know not everybody gets how to use it or really gets the love of it but twitter can work really really well if used to get links now i'll start off by giving you an example here um fair while ago maybe a year or so ago now i was i came across the gartner hype cycle now if you've not come across the gartner hype cycle before it just kind of shows you it's kind of a standardized you know distribution that shows hype on one graph time over the other and how things get become very well hyped then drop off quite quickly and then level out to something quite quite sensible now i was talking about this on twitter and gartner followed me they saw that i'd mentioned their their kind of idea and then off the back of that had kind of just sent me a app message saying hey if you're interested in the gartner hype cycle here's a couple of pages you might find interesting now not only do i use that all the time as an example of a company using twitter very well but also it's meant that in a number of occasions when i'm putting together presentations when i'm putting together blog posts that i link to that gartner um hype cycle pages that they sent across because they took an idea that was of interest to me, targeted to me at precisely the right moment in time. If I'm tweeting about finding something interesting, providing more information on that topic was a great idea, and that's now bookmarked. So whenever I'm talking about hype and you know the like, I always link to their graph about it. Now, that might sound like something that works very well in the marketing industry, but it works in other ways as well. So if you have journalists covering your sector, Follow them on Twitter and see what they're talking about. If there's something that they mention that overlaps with something you've produced, maybe a blog post that answers that question or a um, you know a photo that would fit with an article they're writing, follow what these journalists are saying and the kind of people who have the ability to write about your product um, and then respond when there's opportunities to help them out. And don't always self-promote. In fact, sometimes it's better to do that first one where you're promoting someone else. So then they'll take your recommendations in the future far more seriously. So yeah, listen to the people who have the ability to link on Twitter and look for opportunities to help them out by providing links to them. If you're providing those links and they're a writer, it only makes sense that those links might be included in a, in a document or website they're working on as well. Another suggestion, a bit of an unusual one, is to actually get your website content scraped. Now it used to be everyone was very, very anti-scraping. Um, the idea being that, you know, if people are reusing your content, they might duplicate and Google might get confused about the original source. But Google have got significantly better at duplicate content over the last couple of years. And they're really able to work out who was the first person to publish the content in most cases and who's just the spammy scraper who's taking that content with no real you know, editorial effort behind that. Now, what you can do is, you know, Different links will achieve different things. Some will achieve great authority. Some will be great for anchor text. Some will be great for velocity. Um, but others are just about volume. You know, there's nothing wrong with in your link portfolio there being some not so great links as long as they're not the only type of links that you've got. Now, if that kind of volume is what you're after in your link building, getting your content scraped might not be such a bad thing. Now, if you use WordPress, there's a I'll drop this in as a note in the show notes. Uh, but there's a plugin from Yoast called the RSS Footer. Now, most of the people are doing scraping using RSS to do that. They take your RSS feed and republish it. 
Now, what that plugin does is it adds to the end of every of your RSS plugins a nice little snippet of text that you can only see on the RSS feed. So what that means is when someone scrapes your content, they suddenly include a link back to your article. Now, that might include some very nice anchor text that you've got there for your main keywords. It might be to some deep pages within your site that you're otherwise struggling to build links to. Then, when people are scraping your content, they're actually doing you a favor. They're linking through to you. They might not be the greatest links in the world, but they all add to that overall link building process that you'll be going through. Okay, another top tip is sending out gifts or offering freebies. Now, I don't tend to do these in specific return for a link, but if the person you're sending that gift to or freebie is the kind of person who maintains a blog or website, there's a very high likelihood that they might well link to you off the back of that. So if you've got products, draw up a list of some people you would really like to write about you. This is old school PR, but it works just as well online. So draw up a list of 10, 20 bloggers who you would absolutely love to write about you. They don't always have to be 100% on topic. They might be on a related kind of area. But find out who these people are and then try and track down their personal, well, not their personal, but their kind of address address, their real world address rather than their email address. Now, that might be a little bit difficult to do. It might take a little bit of ingenuity, but well worth taking some time to do. And then post your gift to them. Include a little note saying that, hey, I thought you might like this. Here's our website if you want to send any more details. And if you send someone a gift in the post, people don't get posts that much at the moment. It's not absolute junk mail. So first of all, it's going to get their attention in a way that you never would be able to do with an email. And then secondly, if they're the kind of person who regularly blogs, regularly tweets, it makes sense that they're going to mention they got something free in the post. So if you're able to you know, front the cost of giving a few away, well worth doing. And it'll get your product in front of the eyes of not only the, the influencers, but the people who will ultimately be your customers in the future as well. Another idea um, in terms of to get links to your site is to review products or services on other sites. Now, we all know that a good testimonial on your site can really improve your conversion rate. So if you are a client or a customer of the kind of website that uses testimonials, offer to produce one for them that they can use on your site. But on the proviso that where they mention the company you're from, you have a nice little link back. Now, what that will mean is it probably won't be able to use the most keyword rich anchor text in the world there. You'll probably only be able to use the brand, but actually branded anchor text, you know, is a good signal to Google that you're a trusted and reputable company. So there's no harm in getting links that are only branded in the anchor text. And, you know, the benefit is as well that that will associate you with other businesses. There's a real powerful idea in marketing of association. That's why people spend millions, you know, companies spend millions of pounds sponsoring David Beckham and the like. It's for that power of association. So if there's a very good product that you use, offer to provide them with a testimonial with a link to you in it. They'll include that on their site. It'll do them a favor. It'll do you a favor. And that's a lot of what the link economy is about. It's about helping someone out and you doing something for them, and what they do in return is provide the link as a kind of thank you for doing that. One trick we've used a few times in the past for clients and for site visibility is to go about advertising jobs or projects as a way of building links. Now, I never suggest going out and um, pretending you've got jobs that you haven't, but if you have someone in your recruitment or HR department who is creating job listings, there's no reason you shouldn't try and get them featured in as many places as possible and get whoever's responsible for your link building to do that rather than the HR people because they'll approach it in a slightly different way. HR people or recruiters 
will only advertise on the websites they're familiar with. Whereas a link builder will then go after sites where the link is going to have a huge value. So if you've got a particular project or a job, consider going to places who might republish that. Universities particularly, this can work really well on, and we all know how hard it is to get university links. So advertising a job is a very natural way for an academic website to link out to a commercial one. And my final tip is to join trade associations and professional bodies. Now, this might seem a little bit offline-y, but it can really help you with links. Now, not only do a lot, a lot of trade association and professional bodies have directories of their members on their website, which can give you a very nice link as well, it'll also give you the ability to make contacts and network with people in an offline environment. Now, you would be surprised how important that kind of offline relationship with people can really help your link building efforts. So there will be other people in your industry who are writing on websites. Now, if you approach them with an email, you might be able to get a link off the back of them. If you approach them with a phone call, you might be able to get them to publish a guest post. But if you know them, you've had a coffee with them, you've had a beer with them, they're going to be infinitely more approachable when you've got a project where you think that they might be able to offer you some coverage or something that they will, you know, think will be of interest to their list, you know, their their audience, as it were. And trade associations and professional bodies are a great way to get in the same rooms as these kind of people who you want to be having these relationships with. So trade bodies and professional um, organisations, well worth the money. It might cost a couple hundred quid to join up, but you'll very easily and very quickly be able to get some good value back from that in terms of networking, but also potentially in terms of link building as well. So that's just a few of the ideas and some of the topics I've been covering in, in my book I've been writing about, um, you know, link building for SEO and marketing. Um, if you're interested in get, um, finding out a bit more about that, I'm giving some free previews of the book to members of the premium podcast at premium.internetmarketingpodcast.org. Um, but no doubt that I'll be telling you quite a lot more about it as I get towards the stages of finishing that book. So hopefully there's some link building ideas there that you'll be able to have a play about with, maybe try for your website and get a few more links that will send you rocketing up those Google results. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's o one two seven three two five six one five zero. And you can leave a voice comment or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Mom. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.